All right, ladies and gentlemen, your Phoenix Suns are once again the number one seed in the Western Conference. Now, granted, last night the Jazz beat the Toronto Raptors, so we fell down a half game behind. But now that we've won and we defeated the Oklahoma City Thunder, we are once again the one seed, Matthew. Yay! Celebrate again, right? Yeah, celebrate, man. This game was a wow. Like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> that was exactly what I felt after this game. Uh, yes. Thanks for joining us, John. I know you had a long weekend, but you made it tonight for a great game, huh? I tell you what. I tell you what. So, uh, yes, I, I drove out to Los Angeles, California yesterday morning. I arrived midday. TCOB'd personally, took care of some business, uh, spent the night, and then drove back today so uh thanks yeah. to some of the jamsters who had recommended some joe rogan podcasts i just listened to sweet yeah. joe's voice pretty much the there entire drive but i got home and i got home probably around four o'clock so i was like okay game starts at five perfect uh let me just kind of put some things away sat down started watching the game just passed the fuck out so i'm definitely gonna rely on your analysis of this game uh, mm-hmm. Because I didn't see the first three quarters. I wake up, watch that fourth quarter, and then what happens? The Suns give up 35 points, score 25 of their own, and only win by three. So kind of feel like it was my fault. Nah. Hey, no worries. So I'm here for you, kind of. I mean, I was kind of watching the game, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Well, welcome to all the Jamsters who are joining us live, whether you are watching along on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, or if you're listening on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network. One, we thank you. We can't do this without you. And two, subscribe, because that's what everyone always tells you when you come onto a podcast. Hey, hit buttons. Do things for us. <laughs> I don't care if you do or you don't after this one, man. Just sit back and, and relax and, and just enjoy the podcast. Uh, if you are on Twitter ever, you can follow us at Suns Jam, or you can follow me at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew. At Matthew Lucy. And you can follow the show at Suns Jam again, because I already said that. Yeah, I'm still asleep. Uh I think on that note, I think we're ready to kick this bad boy off. So even though I've been driving all over the Southwest, I got myself a nice Dos Equis here. You do. Well, I can tell you're feeling good, good dude. I can tell you're feeling good, though. So you I'm refreshed. It. I'm refreshed. I'm yeah. happy to be home. Driving all over the place is annoying. So pop them if you got it, Suns fans. This thing's going to be delicious, I'll tell you that. And let's talk about this Suns victory over those pesky... Oklahoma City Thunder. The Phoenix Suns begin another road trip. Get used to those words, Suns on the road, because they are going to be playing their ne- their last eight games after this one. Six of them are on the road, but they yeah. do go into Oklahoma City and win by a score of 123 to 120. My question for you, Matthew, as this game began, knowing that the Oklahoma City Thunder lost by a total of what, 57 points last night to the Indiana Pacers? Did you think it was going to be a repeat of that kind of performance from that Thunder team? Or did you think they were going to have a little bit of fire? 
Absolutely not. And one big reason was they, they decided they wanted to beat the Boston Celtics the last time they played them, and they did. So I think after a loss like that, they're like, hey, well, let's go win this game versus Suns. I know they're trying to tank. Someone actually put in the uh, – Monty put in the uh, – and the notes <laughs> just tank. Okay, see, it wasn't worth it. But <laughs> honestly, it is kind of. I mean, you're you're losing a bunch, but these kind of games that OKC will go up against a more superior team like the Suns, they want to win those. Especially Poku goes out tonight, and he's beautiful four points for him, and he gets hurt. He gets hurt tonight, dude. He, he got hurt. He, he got knee contusion. I, did not return. So good I thing you slept see in the that. first three quarters. Because it was brutal, man. Seeing that guy leave and never coming back, a tear ran down my face. But uh, the Suns, well, they won't blow a team out like this right now, especially if you're starting like a road trip. You're starting, you come off of a big win, taking the, the first seed. It's going to be an absolute disaster sometimes. And I mean, they pulled together in the end, of course, and they won. And I was just thinking in the fourth quarter, you know, they're up by tw- uh, 13 points. Mm-hmm. You know, is it going to, are they going to extend that lead or sh- is it going to shrink? And it shrunk, and it almost <laughs> evaporated. So, uh, crazy game, man. Like, like a wet penis oh, in a man. cold on a cold night, coming out of a cold pool. That lead <laughs> shrunk, <laughs> and I, I, I cover your ears, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, I mean, you're right. I mean, again, I watched just the, pretty much the fourth quarter. I would, I was watching kind of intermittent. You know, like a baseball nap. You guys know what a baseball nap is? Is when you put on a baseball. Raise your hand game. if you know what a baseball nap is. Right here, we talk about it all the time, Matthew yeah. and I do. We're like, hey, uh, baseball nap time. It means you put on a game, and you just kind of you're in and out. It's like watching golf on a Sunday with a hangover. That's you're awesome. just kind of in and out. So that's what I was during this game. So I did see Poco at the beginning of the game, and I was. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of you. I'm like, oh man, there's his boy. I didn't realize he left. Did you see that Tyrus Halliburton left today too? Uh no. Did he yeah, get hurt? Like he was he was running down the court and it looks like he hyperextended his knees. And <sighs> I don't know if it's anything serious, moment. but he I mean he was he he was not looking good. But you know, it's unfortunate to see. But you know, going back to kind of my original question, did I expect a similar performance against the Suns? Once I saw that score last night. Because, uh, again, I was in downtown L.A. I was literally like two minutes away from the Staples Center where the Los Angeles Clippers lost to the Denver Nuggets. And I was going for the Clippers because I want them to have that three seed. I want the Lakers yeah. to get the six seed. Like you're playing all these kind of what ifs in your head. So everything's going to go the other way. And I saw that Thunder score and I was like, oh, man, they're going to they're going to be hungry tonight. You know, again, this is a team in the Oklahoma City Thunder that entering this game uh, was 21 and 43 the, the bottom end of the Western Conference, they have a ton of th- assets for Sam Presti to play with, but they're still competitors. And they're 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 guys who are just, you know, they're, they're athletes who are the best from wherever they grew up and came from. So they're not just yeah. going to go out there and be like, yeah, let's just mail it in, man. You know, we got beat by 57. Cool. Let's go out and try to make it 60 tonight. They're going to come back and try to punch whoever's in the face. And, you know, ultimately, you know, they came out strong. I did see that they were up eight early against the Suns. And, you know, you knew right then, okay, we're in for a dogfight. Like, we're not going to have a game that we're necessarily going to have an opportunity to rest Mikhail Bridges, to rest Chris Paul, to rest DeAndre Ayton, to rest Devin Booker. You know, and as the game progressed, as you saw the end, if there was one three pointer where if Mikhail Bridges had hit it, like that was that was ball game. That would have put it up to like thirteen with like two minutes left. He misses it. They go back down. They hit a three, makes it seven points, and all of a sudden they have a little bit of life, just long enough to ensure that Devin Booker would play thirty six minutes and that Chris Paul ended with twenty eight. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you want to get that rest right now for the Suns players. And one guy that doesn't understand that 
it might be DeAndre Ayton. Um, but I honestly don't know if he was sick tonight. Something's up at the house, whatever. Tonight was the worst performance of his career. Oh, Absolutely. Drop it. Let's you should is, is should we drop it? Yeah, let's just drop it. Let's just drop it. Watch 2021. So yeah, Matthew and Jamsters who are watching along live in the chat, you're gonna let me know what happened because again, I didn't watch the majority of this game. I see that DeAndre Ayton had 31 minutes, one for three shooting, three for four from the free throw line, five yeah. points, seven rebounds, one assist, three blocks. And I did see one of those blocks earlier, and it was pretty nasty. Were were the Suns just not feeding him, or was he just not actively no. attempting to get the ball? I don't know. It was bad, and I don't. He didn't put himself out there in situations to get the ball. To me, this is what I saw. Okay, and I'm not going to go hard at him. I mean, it's an off night for him. But if you want to get rest, the best way to do it is put in your good 25 minutes, dominant 25 minutes. Get up by 40, 30 points if you can. Then you can sit the rest of the game, maybe in the fourth quarter. But if you don't bring it and you're not paying attention. Oh, man, there was one time the first pass that he got from CP3 was an alley-oop. And DA just, like, fumbled it, didn't even jump halfway up for it. He thought CP3 was going to shoot. CP3 was already all over him. He was giving him a death stare at the bench before they went to timeout. And then they came back out, and they played a little bit better. But DeAndre Ayton, from the get-go, was just, like, twiddling his thumbs, not wanting to play this game. Um, I don't want to go hard at him again, but this is just something that if you want to get your rest, you got to come out and play hard. And then you start thinking about things like, okay, I mean, if these games don't matter, like he's only gonna get up for the games that matter. This one doesn't, but then the rest of the team, they want to get rest. So we need you yes. to play the best you can for those 25 minutes and you can get your rest. Cause what's worse, you play a terrible game. Everyone's on you. Everyone is just upset. And then you have to worry about that. So it's more stress on yourself if you're not going to play a good game. And then you come out of the game, you almost lost the game. Now everyone was probably upset with you. That's the way I see it. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're just like, hey, DA, nice try out there. You know, I don't even know how they say that because this game was absolutely a disaster. So if you're looking for him to go up in big games, that's fine. And then you start thinking, I'm like, okay, if you're going to get the max contract, because they were talking about it on the NBA jump, I think, the other day, yeah. showing how much money he's going to get. It's like if you're going to get that max, you have to have max effort every game, every freaking game, no matter who you are playing. Because Chris Paul, at his age out there, is coming out and starting every game. This is one of the games where maybe he could sit. No, he's not. He's out there. He's playing. DA needs to play with the same enthusiasm. And that's the one thing that scares me. It's like if Chris Paul ever leaves, if we ever give him that money, these are things we have to worry about during the season that are going to cost the team wins, not us. I think I said us earlier, but the team. Us is fine. Us is fine. That's what's gonna keep, that's gonna cost us wins. And I just, I don't know. Absolutely, just a bad night from him. And I get what you're saying, and I think that you're correct. You need to put in those solid minutes early in an effort to make sure that you and your fellow starters are kicking it in the fourth quarter and cheering on the your, your fellow teammates, cheering cheering on Jalen Smith, and and when Tyshawn Alexander's airballing three-pointers you know you're you're making excuses you're having a good time you know that that's a, yeah. a sign of a good team and you know i i like what blaze megatron says he says don't forget voida you know there's zero fucks given on this one and you know to a certain extent that's correct you know the suns win the game da mailed it in and we still did and, and we still won the game so yeah you know you, you can't get too overly frustrated with it because you can psychologically understand what's going on with da right now you know this is the back end of the season 
everybody on this Suns team, including and, and the entire fan base, is waiting for the playoffs. We're counting down. Boom. Eight games left, yeah. guys. We got eight games until it is super high-intensity basketball. So when you see a team who lost by 57 the night before on the second night of a back-to-back, I don't fault DA for being a 22-year-old human being who goes, okay, I can go out there and I'm just going to focus on my defense because it looks like that's what he was doing based on what I did see and what some of the jamsters are saying in the chat. You know, he has he had the defensive intensity early, wasn't really engaged offensively, got some fouls in the fourth quarter. So I think that, you know, all in all, are 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 we allowed to be frustrated with his performance tonight because he didn't bring it? I, I think so. Because that's a dangerous game that you're playing at times. You can't sit there and go, I'm going to be good tonight and just be okay here tonight. You know, that's that's kind of one of the quotes I utilize with my team when I talk about their performance at work. I go, no one wakes up and says, I'm going to be average today. Okay, yeah. maybe you do if you have a hangover. Okay, maybe you do. You're like, I'm just going to try to get through this thing. But no one wakes up and goes, I'm going to suck at my job today. No one does that. So I don't think that D.A. came into this going, I'm going to suck at my job. I think D.A. came into this going, you know what? I just want to get to the playoffs. And I'm playing a really shitty team that doesn't necessarily have a big interior presence. So if I just go into defensive anchor mode, I will be the proper contributor to my team. And I'll allow everybody else on my team an opportunity to, to score and to carry the offensive load. Okay. Yeah, his defense, I didn't think it was very good either. So okay. tonight, I just thought his switching was really bad. Just It was lazy, and you're right. It's like he comes into this game, wants to focus on the playoffs. I guess he's a young guy. I just I just don't see where you can just give up. The competition is bad, but why Why wouldn't you just want to put up the numbers and just get your team on the bench late in the game? Like It's just things like that. I'm not saying not everyone can have play completely like an all-star like Devin Booker every night or like Chris Paul. But I mean, Aiden should be like wanting to please those guys because they do get upset at him. You can see it on the court. The frustration was there. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't even look at him. Even Tory Craig is sometimes you can just see like when he would turn away just like in disappointment. Maybe I'm just th seeing things. I'm sure next game Aiden's gonna play great. Well he right now he is yeah I'm a but what would it suck? We almost lost that game. And if they lose that game, it's like then what was all that hype before? That's the thing. Those letdowns, those are things that you can't have going into the playoffs. And you're not gonna play the Thunder in the playoffs, of course. So you're gonna be up for every game and I don't know, man. It's just it's tough to think about sometimes with him when he does this. So I just had to let it out there a little bit. I like what Vincent Brown says in the chat. He says this team is awful at feeding the post, and I'm not saying that that is why DeAndre Ayton had an a not offense a non offensively effective night tonight. But yeah. I do believe in that statement. It's something that I've been saying for quite some time. I'm like, we just need to do a better job feeding the post, whether it's Aiton or not. I don't know why we have such a hard time, especially again, you know, I'm watching the Clippers and the Nuggets game last night. And I mean, that's how both teams were doing. I mean, Avaka uh, uh, Zubak was getting fed. You had uh, DeMarcus Cousins came in, looked really good, which scares me. You know, the Clippers mm -hmm. are starting to deploy DeMarcus Cousins and they're feeding him a little bit in the post. And then of course you have Nikolai Jokic who at the back end of games, that's what you do. I so. was Paul George. I heard that, uh, he didn't play Dude, too well. He, he was not the, the Paul game. George that we get to see, man. I'll tell you it's that. It's getting closer to the playoffs. Yeah, it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens. I mean, last game we played him, he was kind of bad, right? I mean, he wasn't no Kawhi Leonard, but. No, he, he wasn't, wasn't as a, he wasn't effective as he was in the first yeah, two games the first, that we played yeah, them. And that's what he looked like in this game, you know, uh -huh. against, the, against the Nuggets last night. He was very just kind of not as engaged as he was when he played the Suns the first two times. I mean. 
and it's a rhythm thing, I think, with him. I mean, he starts to – yeah, two of those shots go down. He'll go – he's just one of those heat check guys, like a lot of guys in the NBA, but mm-hmm. I digress. Uh, speaking of guys who can th- score 30 points, give it up to Devin Booker. 32 points tonight, six yeah. assists, three rebounds on 11 for 22 shooting and nine for 10 from the field. This is his 110th career 30-plus point performance, Matthew. Yeah, it's beautiful. He wants to get those stats up there, right? Because I was looking at his uh, basketball reference, and he's so close to being better than what he was in the points uh, per game than the last two years because he was 26.6 the last two games. Mm -hmm. So he probably wants to get above that. And like in the first half, he only shot five for 13, which he was slamming down his towel. I don't know if that was the DA. But I think he's just mad. (laughs) It wasn't probably DA. Did you see see DA on on the very end? He got the He got the last rebound. At halftime, as like when the buzzer blew, and just stood there. That was pretty. Yeah, funny. he's a goofball, right? It's funny. He is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. D, D yeah, books out there pissed because they're not playing as well I as they should. That. He he he's sitting there like. No, I don't. I don't hate Da for that, but I hate that I started laughing at that, even though I was so frustrated with him. <laughs> just like things like that are hilarious. <laughs> but are. Uh, yeah, I think Booker was just bad at himself. He wants to get those points up. I think in these last nine games to to exceed the the amount of points per game. The last two years i think that actually does bother him if we were to ask him that so um he's i think he knows like in this game he should be able to get any shot he wants and he he really did towards the end uh mostly i think uh he had a hard time in the end trying to get the ball across he got his technical at the end of the yep. game you know there it is that's number 11 yeah. right of the year i think it's number 12 11. is it 12 it's, it's and yeah. i was like shoot dude that almost cost the sun's game so it was fun to watch this one huh <laughs> well you know and again devin booker is just he he can score in so many ways, and I continue to be uh, pleased and surprised. But you know, you look yeah. at his overall scoring this year: twenty five point five points. So he ain't going to hit twenty six point six. I actually wrote an article earlier, probably about uh, ten games ago, on mm-hmm. what he had to do in order to surpass Tom Chambers's record of twenty seven point two points per game in a Phoenix Suns uniform. That's a franchise record in a season. And he had averaged like 33 points a game. And then right after that is when he he had like a 12-point game. He had a 15-point game. And I was like, oh, no, I done did it again. I done jinxed him. And, you know, you are seeing him score with more regularity uh, and put up those stats. I don't think he's – Devin Booker doesn't seem like a stat hunter to me. But I think on a night like tonight where, you know, again, DeAndre – the points have to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think Devin Booker was just like, okay, I'll, I'll be that guy. You know, his, his last four games prior to this, 36 points against the Nets, 33 points against the Knicks, 21 against the Clippers, and then he had 31 against the Utah Jazz. Throw 32 up there. I mean, he is just starting to – I almost feel like he's priming the engine. Like, he, he wants to make sure that he is at his full offensive capabilities coming into the NBA playoffs. Because we talked about it a little bit earlier, you know, that 12-point performance was – after that, he had a 23, then a 15, then a 24, then a 19, then a 15. You know, that run right there, which lasted from the Miami game to the Boston Celtics game, he averaged 18 points a game. But since yeah. then, you know, he's averaging over 30. So I feel like he's kind of priming that engine and getting himself ready for playoff basketball, whereas DA's like, yeah, I'll take this night off. Yeah. I mean, Devin Booker himself, he knows that he can't take a night off because he'll get the same crap from us too, right? <laughs> Not crap, but it's just... I want to say crap, like, yeah. But it, what's fun tonight is... Uh, it wasn't even fun, but it kind of sucks because Cameron Payne's out. You know, he's hurt. 
So then it's fun to watch Booker and then Chris Paul kind of stagger their minutes so they can each take over the offense. I know Booker had the seven or six assists tonight. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he was probably looking to facilitate more. That probably took a lot away from what he was used to, you know, just playing offense besides Chris Paul and just doing what he does as a two guard. So tonight it was like they're switching back and forth because I think you know that Javon Carter can't really take over the second team offensively as a point guard. Uh, He did a good job defensively it's like he made up for what he lacks offensively and he went at it defensively with the steals tonight he was all over the place he really was a big help off the off the bench uh he's not going to fill the void like campaign does when his campaign can absolutely shoot the lights out so he makes up for it defensively and i think that booker had to make up for it in playmaking tonight uh and just you know of course trying to look to score so it was a different kind of game tonight it was a different feel sunday night usually at the sunday scaries this game was definitely scary well, and, you know, mentioning campaign being out, do you feel like this was kind of like a, a rest game, if you will? Because he was out with a left knee contusion. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't see it. Yeah, the old, the old contusion that, that cost <laughs> Matthew his po- his Poco, ex- Poku experience tonight. Yeah. But I didn't see anything in the last game that necessitated that. And obviously there's practices and things like that. But mm-hmm. do you think this is kind of just like a scheduled night off from Monty? It, you know, it might be. You might see more of it. I think the more Monty looks at other teams and their injury reports, he's like, holy crap, I should probably start resting some of my guys because we only have like two guys on there per night, maybe if that Nader's on there for forever, the rest of his life. And then we have maybe one other guy. So I think Monty really wants to rest some guys. And maybe next game you think we might see somebody else because right now I'm not mad at it because – at a night like tonight where pain's out, maybe you thought like we would see each one more play some minutes, mm-hmm. maybe Galloway. That's what I was but kind of thinking. But if we would have got out to that 25, 30 point lead, maybe that would have happened, but it didn't happen tonight. I mean, you can't, you couldn't have it tonight. And I mean, you can't fault the thunder for wanting to try to win this game, but I would have wanted to see each one more out there in Langston Galloway. Yeah, I was hoping we'd get a little Etwana. You know, I looked at that injury report, and that, that was my first thought was, okay, this is probably a scheduled night off for mm-hmm. campaign. I mean, the guy does so much and has done a lot in the last couple games against the Clippers and the Jazz where you're like, dude, just take a night. Uh, yeah, left knee contusion. Yeah, is that right, Doc? Is that right, left knee? Okay, left knee contusion. That's what we'll go with and allow him an opportunity to kind of get some rest. You know, and as you mentioned, Javon Carter is going to fill that void in those minutes, isn't going to be as effective. You know, he did have the six points. He did have the four rebounds, and he did have a career-high four steals, but two for five from the field, uh, three assists, you know, nothing overly – and 27 minutes, mind you. I mean, he definitely got the minutes. The Suns went with a nine-man rotation tonight, and that's why I think that, you know, campaign is so important to this team, and we try to talk about it as much as we can here on the Suns Jam Session podcast because – you know, that was the big question mark coming into this season. You look at this roster up and down, and you go, what is our number one weakness? And our number one weakness was backup playmaking behind Chris Paul. Now, granted, as the season has gone on, that has morphed into a backup big behind DeAndre Ayton because of the performance of campaign with Langston Galloway, Etwan Moore, and John Carter kind of filling in and spurts throughout the season there. But that was the initial, you know, kind of challenge for this, this team yeah. coming into the season. We're like, if campaign can be bubble campaign, then we don't have to worry about it. But there had been nothing up to that point in his career that said he could consistently do that. He's defied the the odds. He has become the backup to CP3. And then you see on a night where he's not there, you miss him. I miss a little campaign tonight. I know you miss him. And we miss a lot on this podcast. When you listen to like podcasts like No Dunks, the ones that cover the NBA full, it's kind of like 
you know, they can't get to every team. And then some of the team ba- uh, fan bases get very upset. And it's like, we do the same thing with the Suns. We can't cover every guy in an hour. I don't know why, no. but that's the way it happens. So. <laughs> well, we also have to talk about the other team. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, you got Suns dog in the chat. He says, talk about the uh, juice. What's up? What's up, Juice? How you doing? Great game for him. And, and, and Walter Lazo, $10 in the super chat. Thank you. Cheers, Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Cheers. Boop. Boop. My water. Great time well, to get then, Invisalign, right? We're in time for the playoffs. <laughs> what were you talking about? Did you see did you see what Espo tweeted out? No. He's like, what is- he, he said uh Invisalign and Cervezas needs to be a shirt that we put out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great stuff. Shout yeah. out to Espo uh, from the Sun Solar Panel. Always giving us uh great support. It's been fun. Yeah. Um, thank you. But yeah, the juice tonight, man. He he really he took up he he kind of made up for DeAndre Ayton's lackadaisical nice. effort. 18 points, eight for ten shooting, ten rebounds, and eighteen and ten from the juice. He also had a steal and assist and two blocks, Matthew. Yeah. Tell me about how juiced you were to see the juice tonight. Dude, I mean, it's been a while since I've been in the locker room juicing up my butt with the steroids, but tonight, dude, I was juiced because quite some time. Quite some time. Been quite those were the days. Those were the days. Uh, Juice tonight, though, he had to make up for DA. Like I told you, he had like a smirk on his face, a weird look on his face after talking to DA one of the possessions, after DA could not get a rebound. And it's just a lot of effort. And then you saw a lot of those rebounds by the Juice, and he would just he would swallow him up, dude. He was there. He was ready to play. And a lot of the times, he can work on his ISO game. I mean, it's not like working on things for the playoffs. He's not going to have any kind of ISO game at all going into the playoffs. But he knew the defenders were like not even worthy to be against most of the Suns players. So he's like he took the opportunity to kind of go in the lane and make it work in there. Frank Kaminsky did the same thing. But you just saw a guy with a lot of effort tonight, man. It doesn't matter who he plays, right? He has an opportunity, a, a small contract. He has this opportunity right now to go out there and play every game, no matter who it's against. And then he can show like, hey, I'm going to put in the effort when someone else doesn't, and I'm going to get this team to win because it was he was a big factor tonight, man. If he didn't help us out in the first half, it would have been a closer game in the first half than it already was. You know, it's got to be interesting to be Tory Craig because you are a player who was in the Western Conference Finals last year for the Denver mm-hmm. Nuggets. You end up with the Milwaukee Bucks, and I'm pretty sure he signed that deal. He wasn't traded. He was he signed there as a free agent. Mm-hmm. And you're playing for a team that isn't just properly utilizing you. They're not giving you the minutes. You know, they're not allowing you the opportunity to be the player that you wanted to be. And and you sign there for that reason. You know, uh, again, he he was on a team that was really good last year, and he's like, you know what, I'm going to go to the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, and he goes there, and he averages 2.5 points per game in 11 minutes per game. They just don't give him an opportunity. Yeah. And then he gets traded to the Phoenix Suns, a team that he said he was interested in in joining this offseason just didn't work out, especially with Jay Crowder coming over here. I think that you know the Suns were like, oh, we like him, but I think we just kind of filled that hole. And then he he ends up here anyways, and and now the opportunity's there, and he's taking advantage of that opportunity. And, and you know, it's fantastic to see. He's already one of my favorite players on the sun just because I like the way that he attacks the game. I just, anybody who like snags rebounds with such ferocity, I will be a fan of like that's effort at all times. Uh, Mega giants 89 in the chat said, should Tory Craig stay at starting power forward? Even when Jay Crowder returns, what do you think, Matthew? This is tough. I say no though. I think Jay is just better in the starting lineup for Jay. 
just Jay himself, he's better as a starter. Uh, so you don't want him to come out and just, you know, play those bench minutes and just be a lesser performer this uh, this postseason. Because, I mean, I think Torrey Craig could do both. He showed he can start and play off the bench, the same exact capacity, right? So Bingo. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say Torrey Craig stay on the bench whenever Jay comes back. I think that is a a fantastic point, you know, because I think both could obviously do it. And if you were to tell me in the next time that the Phoenix Suns play that Torrey Craig is going to be starting and Jay Crowder is going to be coming off the bench, I wouldn't be mad at you. I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. The way that he's the the way that he's playing right now, you know, you, you could give Torrey Craig an opportunity to start with Jay coming off the bench. And, and, you know, it would, it would make sense if you will. But if you look at kind of, uh, if you look at his splits and um, Jay Crowder in yeah. games in which he came off the bench, he's scoring 7.8 points per game in games where he starts 10.6 points per game. His offensive rating is 99 as the reserve. It's 111 as an offensive or as a, as a starter, his defensive rating goes from 112 to 110 reserve to starter his three point percentage. He shoots almost 39.7% as a starter, 33% coming off the bench so you know matthew you hit that spot you hit you hit the nail on the head nail on the head i haven't said that in a long time on this pod that used to be our thing before we showed our faces right yeah i I used to say nail (laughs) on the head all the time to you but 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 you're correct he plays so much better as a starter whereas tory craig you know i don't have his splits in front of me i'm sure i could look him up real quick but i think Uh, that he's pretty consistent you know wherever he's he's coming in you know he's not going to be somebody who just he's kind of been a career bench guy so he's used to that so, you know, and, and that's not to say anything detrimental about the way that Jay Crowder performs or uh, mentally approaches the game, but I just think that that's kind of how it looks. Let, let's see. I almost got the splits up here. Reserve versus starter. Uh, as a starter, he averages 3.3 points per game this year. As a reserve, it's 3.7. Offensive rating actually gets better. Craig? Craig. Craig goes okay. from an offensive rating of 95 as a starter to 117 as a reserve and obviously offensive rating that is points per possessions so 117 points per 100 possessions his defensive rating stays the exact same 110 so there you go that's the answer to your question right there right and then blaze megatron says the juice doesn't care when he plays yeah exactly yes (laughs) whenever he comes out there he's going to dominate the way that he can so yeah, so I think that that's a, a great question and i think that you know yeah let jay get those opportunities to get those minutes The Sarich Smoke Break. All right there, Dario Sarich. 14 minutes, eight points, two for four from the field, two for three from downtown, five rebounds, three assists, one block. What did you see from our boy Dario tonight? I liked what I saw. 14 minutes. That's all he needs to get back in his groove. He has an extra step. He's back. I'm just going to say he's back to being old Dario not really a connector two, right two now. Two games in a row. Two games in a row where he's shown something. You know, you can't really put it on the stat sheet at all. It's just something we see as Suns fans where we know he's coming back. And he's much improved. And I think he has more confidence and he's more consistent. Is it the because Kaminsky's there? We always use. Is it because of Kaminsky? Maybe it is. I don't know. I just Which could be Kaminsky. another C word. Kaminsky oh, with yeah, another, yep. <laughs> yeah, you almost got me there. I almost, yeah. But, uh, dude, if he's playing with Kaminsky or playing without him, I think he's absolutely back. But Kaminsky himself, though, he he's killing it. I love Kaminsky right now. 
Yeah, I just I think that he is he just his effort, man. I mean, six boards, yeah. six or bo- seven points. I mean, this is the Kaminsky smoke break almost. It's almost like Dario hangs outside Circle K smoking cigarettes, you know, with it with his yeah. leather jacket on. He's kind of down like the light. There's one light flickering up in the just one. Yep. And then Frank Kaminsky comes running by and is just like, hey, man. And he's got like an e-cigarette. He's like, oh, dude, this yeah. is so much better for you, man. And he's like they're like, and they're becoming like smoke buddies, the smoke buddies. I was thinking he would have a slushy. Kaminsky, like he looks like he would have a slushy, and he would pay in like only dimes, like <laughs> up at the register. <laughs> he dumps them all down, and they go, "Hey, man, yeah. COVID, COVID's going on, dude. We're we're yeah. cashless right now." And he and he'll he just like figure it out. Yeah, and the clerk's like, "Hey, are you purple? Because I feel like Frank Kaminsky looks like he's purple. I don't know if it's something malnourishment or something, but he looks it's too purple. many. Too many of the too the many slurpees, man. Oh, there you go. Yep, it gets it's into the bloodstream. It it's science. It's clearly science. Yeah, but, the slurpee uh, science with Kaminsky. <laughs> That's a new segment. Uh, oh no, I'll figure something out. One okay. of our new segments. Let's see. I'll do the drop one more time. I got to change this. I don't know the way it sounds. SB Nation says. So yes, why S- don't you like? That? I don't know. Fun, I just, dude. Yeah, it's, I, yeah. I, I, they should be one and done. I, I like the segments the way they are. <laughs> Divine intentions. Frank and Dario. Jane, Silent Bob. That's pretty oh, funny perfect. stuff, man. That's pretty funny That's stuff. Good. That's good. Pol- polar pop. Uh, from from Mario. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That's good stuff. Thanks, Jesus. Uh, SB Nation says, okay, so I, I debuted this on the last podcast, <clears throat> and essentially what this is is I go to the opposing SB Nation site and I read some of the observations from the opposition about the game, and they'll they'll, they'll open our eyes and show us other things that we might not see about the game, right? So yeah. the the opposing site. For the, I love this, by the way. I think this is awesome. Great idea. Thank I you. didn't even tell you thank yet, you. but thank I love you. it. I, yeah, I came up with it because I was just, I'm like, I wonder what, like when we were watching the jazz game, I was like, I wonder what they're saying about us. Mm-hmm. And as I did it, I was like, oh man, this is some good stuff. I'm going to turn this into a segment. Uh, but the, the SB Nation site for the Oklahoma City Thunder is Welcome to Loud City, which is actually a, a, a nice site run by Sarah Dewberry. We've had yes. her on the podcast a couple times. When we acquired CP3, we reached out to her, and we actually talked to her last year when the Suns played the Thunder in the bubble. Uh, very bubbly personality is Sarah, a very positive person. So I went to the SB Nation site to see what their fans were saying about the Suns, and I got to tell you, Matthew, <laughs> oh, this feels bad. Um, they had one comment under tonight's game. Aww. They had one person say something. Like, clearly the SB nation fans of the Oklahoma city thunder just aren't engaged with this team at all. Whereas you go to the sun site and there's like 300 yeah. comments under the game thread about this game. The only thing that was there was uh, somebody saying <laughs> one Sarah, Sarah wrote the article and she said she predicted the suns would win by 32. And somebody said, at least it's only, it's going to be a respectable halftime score today. That's all okay. that there is. So that's, that's too bad. You know, and I think, they mentioned it before when the Suns the last 10 years, I feel like he said there was more comments and stuff, right? Then this year, more mm-hmm. interaction. That's what Dave so, was saying about bright side of the weird sun. To hear yeah. about OKC. That's weird to hear. Cause I know their fan base is so stellar and like they show up at every game. It's packed oh, yeah. out when they can. That's why they got um, a, a team. Yeah. It's crazy. That's really weird. Maybe you were reading the wrong article. Cause I, mm. I feel like that's, that's freaking fake. Go look at their site. All right, There's like, they lost by 57 last night. 
And yeah. there's like five comments on the game. Like they're, they just don't have anybody commenting on anything there. You know, and that's kind of one yeah. of the challenges that the Phoenix Suns have uh, on Bright Side of the Sun is, as you mentioned, like Dave said, there's not a lot of engagement going on uh, on, the, on the website. And it's weird because the Suns are winning so much right now. And that's yeah. kind of, you know, we, we don't know what's happening and where people are going. So if you are watching this, uh, make sure you stop by brightsideofthesun.com and, and give some love to the writers there, my, Matthew and myself included, uh, just to kind of, you know, let us know we're doing a good job. Yeah. And it has to do, I think, with the connection to, oh, are you about to start a new segment? Did no, I, I just, <laughs> no, no. Shannon just brought a suitcase in here and now the dog's in here. <clears throat> hey, what up, pup? Hey. Two ah, bitches in one room, huh? Oh, nah, joking, giggity. Shannon, Shannon's Matthew, my sister. Matthew said two bitches in one room. Oh, she said, oh, got yeah. him. <laughs> Sorry, you're sleeping on the couch now. Oh, uh, yeah, I already was. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I was about, saying. So. Something about, uh, <laughs> welcome to Loud City. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just saying, I think the, the lack of uh, opportunity for these fans to actually watch the games, because a lot of the, the ballet sports, they don't have, they can't connect to it. There's, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on, but a lot of fans just can't watch it. So I think that's a big part of it. Well, and then, you know, Oklahoma City, there it didn't look like they had any fans in that arena. So I don't even know if they're back yet to having fans uh, named Felix. What's the dog's name? My dog's name is Brooklyn after the Brooklyn Dodgers. Mm-hmm. People hate Aren't me. Aren't you for glad that. you asked? <laughs> Aren't you glad you asked? Uh, but somebody that. somebody said, yeah, uh, Walter Laza, one of our elite jamsters, their, elite, their arena looked empty tonight. And I just don't think that they're back from any any sort of COVID-19 protocols. I mean, it's, it is Sunday night too. And plus Sunday night, if the suns were sucking it's Sunday night, would you, you fell asleep. Would you even have woken up with the sun? Hey, I had just driven six yeah, hours across the desert. Okay. I was tired, man. Yeah. Hey, Bill Simmons tired. does that every weekend with his daughter here to Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, always talks about that. yeah. He's like, yeah. I was there and they weren't wearing That's masks. So weird. And then Jay, uh, Solicito, I know I messed that up. OKC mm-hmm. is a super small market. They they are, but they're also they showed up so strongly when the New Orleans Hornets went to Oklahoma City during Hurricane Katrina that yeah. the NBA put a team there. They're like, damn, these people are crazy. They're they're all about their basketball. They will give us money. It's a, it's a market to print money. So even though it's a small market, it's a loyal market. Uh, obviously not loyal enough tonight. So. Uh, going back to this game against the Oklahoma City Thunder, in which the Suns only won by three, it's really interesting looking at the box score because you look at the Suns, very starter heavy, which I we we know we didn't want. Uh, Torrey Craig, 31 minutes. Mikhail Bridges, 37, 8 and 31. CP3, 28, which I'm fine. That's like a great place. Uh, 36 for Booker. And then you had 15 from Kaminsky, 14 from Sarge, 21 from Johnson, and 27 from Carter. Do you yeah. think as this this road trip progresses because the next game is at Cleveland. I believe we play Cleveland next, yep. right? Yes, yep. So we play the Cavs and we play the Hawks on a back to back. Do you think that Monty's going to expand the roster a little bit and try to, you know, give some of those minutes away or are we in tightened it up for playoff mode? Man. I mean, how long have we been saying that? Are we going to, are we going to give some of these guys? I feel like we always say this going into every game. We just have to know that we're not that team yet that can just go in and blow teams out and get those, get the rest we need. We're just not that team. So I don't think it's going to happen. I think that's what they want to happen, but I would love to see it happen. Cause I want to see a lot of these guys play. I think the last time we saw sticks play, he looked pretty good. 
Like he looked pretty. He looked more confidence out there. Career right? high, I'm seven gonna, points, baby. I'm just saying he looked he looked better, and I want to see more of him. I think he can be a good player, and the more minutes he gets, the better chance we have to watch him play and maybe have him improve. But that's the stuff I want to see. But the Suns come out and they play games like this when uh, I think they're more focused on other things. Then it's not going to happen, and I kind of feel bad for those guys on the bench. Because they're sitting there and they're keeping their mouth shut. They're not complaining, especially Etwan Moore. I know it's lower, smaller contracts, and they probably love the team chemistry on that team. But they're not going to say anything, and I think they deserve more minutes. And I love seeing our starters on the bench watching those guys play and how much they root them on and cheer them on. So I just that's the things I love to watch, and that's why I hope and I hope it happens more often. Yeah, you and I both. I think that just engagement. In, in, in yeah, there's only eight games left, but engagement, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers is an opportunity to do that, you know, and we'll talk about that here momentarily in our guess what segment. But, you know, I just yeah. I noticed that that heavy minutes count. And here's what's really interesting. You look at the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. They had seven guys score over 10 points and five of them or what? One, two, three, four of them were off of the bench. And we were let, let's talk about our boy, Ty Jerome, yes. man, Ty Jerome. Yeah. 15 points, five assists, one block, one steal, three for four from downtown. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Ty Jerome. Yeah, I mean, when he came out, he seemed like a player that was going to be pretty good in the league, right? At least as a backup point guard. That's what the Suns hope for. We both liked the pick. We both love the pick, yeah. And I honestly think he's going to be a good backup point guard, even though this team, the Thunder... I mean, they're they're honestly not gonna they're gonna give a lot of minutes and they might seem pointless, but to him, he can improve his game, kind of like you know Devin Booker did a lot. I'm not saying he's Devin Booker, but he's gonna get a lot of minutes and can work on his game. He can actually bring it up past half court without being harassed and throwing it throwing it to somebody right when he crosses half court. Like he's improved that way. He can get in the paint. He had a little hook shot today over Devin yep. Booker. So he's doing things. He's more confident. I mean, I said that word five times over this podcast, but he is. And I think we always thought he was good. It's just, it wasn't his time and place on this team going into this year. So he absolutely is a guy that I love to watch play against the Suns. Even when he hits threes against us, which he did tonight and the way he looked, it doesn't bother me because I, I like to see him improve and be a good player in this league. I'm okay with him doing what he's doing. As long as we yeah. win, baby. That's all that's that matters. True. That's all you that know, matters. Ty Jerome is, again, somebody we both thought was a very smart pick in the mm-hmm. draft last year. You got Cam Johnson. You get Ty Jerome. You got two guys who have played you know, four years of college. Ty Jerome was just coming off of a national championship victory as the starting point guard for the Virginia Cavaliers. Uh, you know, He fit the kind of the James Jones mold, if you will. And then last year happened, you know, it was a, a cluster of guards last year. It was Ricky Rubio, it was Elia Cobo, uh, I mean, every Javon Carter. So everybody was fighting for those minutes. He didn't, uh, yeah. he wasn't allowed an opportunity to develop and get minutes just to do so. You know, we weren't a team last year that was looking to develop guys. We're trying to get out of that business. We're trying to be a team that is going to the playoffs perennially, and you don't do that by starting rookies who are mid-level talent guys you do that by starting veterans who are experienced or rookies who are stellar like a Zion or you know Tyrese Halliburton you know he's somebody yeah. who is an instant impact guy Ty Jerome was an instant impact guy you take that and you throw the fact in he had injuries last year and then covid hit i mean so i mean everything was against this guy i was happy to see him i mentioned it on the podcast before this we were talking about 
you know, how I was watching the, 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 the Thunder game on the corner of the, at the bar during the draft. And I saw Ty Jerome and I saw him looking like he was playing well. And I'm happy every time he does, you know, as long as they don't beat us, I don't care, man. Like go on, do good things. And that's almost kind of part of that sticks conversation. You know, Jalen Smith is up against it too, because for the same reasons, there was no training camp. There was no, there, he's not getting the minutes, but yep. guess what's going to happen this upcoming uh, off season. There's going to be a summer camp. There's going to be all these opportunities for him to really start to get minutes and, and uh, excel his game. And we're going to, we'll be thankful for that next year. That's for damn sure. Cause he's going to get sure. minutes and yeah. opportunity, you know? Yeah. And I'm excited for that. This team is a hundred miles per hour from the beginning, right? Can yes. you imagine being a rookie going into that? You have Jay Crowder coming in, you have like Chris Paul, like those guys are intimidating as hell. If you're a rookie, right? They probably want you to know it's like, you know, going to the league in the NFL, Tom Brady's your quarterback, you're a wide receiver. It's like, Oh, you don't know how to run these routes. Get off the team. You're not even yeah. on the team. I'm not saying they're that selfish as players, Chris Paul and Jay Crowder, but there's a lot expected of these players to go into the season. A championship mentality, that's a lot for that guy, dude. So I'm glad he's still on the bench. I just want to see him to give me some minutes, dude. Felix in the chat says, yeah, let's invest in Sticks coin. <laughs> I'm all about it, man. I really yeah. think that he's, you know, he's athletic. He's young. He's uh, he's on a really good team of, with some really solid veterans that play his position. You know, the Jay Crowder, the Tory Craigs of the world. I think that he's really going to, you know, turn into something valuable mm -hmm. for this franchise. Uh, we just have to allow him an opportunity to do so. And you know, at the middle of the season or the back end of the season, what we're in right now, it might not be the most the best time to do it. So moving forward, he will. Uh, yeah. You all, you have again this this entire team is a bunch of guys that you you haven't heard about or from. Uh, but you know, nineteen points from Baisley. Uh, Poku only had four, as you mentioned. He only had the ten points. Uh, Roby, Bradley, Williams. I mean, the it's a young yeah. team with talent. Uh, you know, kudos to them for for keeping and in this game and fighting. You know, that's if I was a Thunder fan, that's what I'd like to see. You know, the Suns were on on this track a few years ago. Where if we and if we lost this game by three to the Suns, the number one team in the NBA, like we'd be like, dude, that's a win, man. That's a win. We came back. Yeah. We were down by 13 entering the fourth, and we lost by three. Well done. Yeah, we'd be like, that's a win. And then next year, none of these players on the next on the next yeah. year's team. <laughs> that's the way it happened last you year. Ain't, you ain't or lying. Two years ago, sorry. Uh, is there anything? Yeah. I need to I, I need to make a, a drop called, you know, like from the desk of Matthew, where we talk about any notes that I might have missed that you have in your notes. Oh. Sir, you watched this entire game. Did oh, I no take a good time out in the second quarter? Yeah, you know, I'll bring up my stuff. But uh, one thing you might have missed is the Matrix is on the pregame show, and he had an interview really? with, Tom, with Tom and Tom talking about this year. So it's it's I like seeing him now. Like I understand his point of view now of everything that happened and how no one really listened to him. But he's the most confident player about his game when he comes on to any kind of talk show or any kind of interview. And he talked a lot about how they they compared him to Mikkel Bridges. Like, do you see the comparison? He's like, no. <laughs> he's like absolutely not that's the way he is he's I love like you sean marion yeah he's like no one could score do what i did in the nba he's just overly confident he should be right he brought a lot to this team he was he said, amazing man he was, i know he, he I was know, the matrix dude he was a cheat code. i know but i was gonna ask you too like is it kind of awkward like the interview is good but then i feel like they kind of talk around how he's not in the ring of honor yet and like how he uh they're talking about his hall of fame chances like I feel like sometimes it might be a little awkward to talk to him because he hasn't deserved the he's not in the ring of honor not not deserved I don't know why I said that he's not in the ring of, he ring of honor be, yet he should, he should be. be right so I just feel like it's always kind of like a little bit of tension between him 
and Tom and Tom and any kind of Suns organization members. So, I mean, it's a new organization now. He even said, uh, I was going to say Jerry Jones. Oh, no. James Jones. James Jones should be the executive of the year. And uh, he agreed on that. But I think there's always some kind of weird thing between him and everybody until he gets into the ring of honor. Again, you know, you mentioned the fact that he has confidence that is maybe somewhat illogical, but he was uh, a revolutionary player ahead of his time. And he did so much. I mean, he's the one guy who the Suns didn't run any plays for him. And he would average like 26 a night. I mean, he is just out of this world. Amazing. And I, you know, Sean Marion, just for those of you who are new to the podcast is my favorite son of all time. Like I loved what Sean Marion did for this team. And I do think that he should be in the ring of ring of honor. Now a hall of famer, probably not, uh, I don't think he ever was voted to an all-defensive team. Uh, you know, he was, uh, what, a two-time All-Star, I think, maybe three-time All-Star. So he doesn't have necessarily a Hall of Fame resume, but he definitely should be in the Suns ring of honor. I mean, he is that third part of those seven-second or less teams. And it's just it, it's like having Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith in the uh, the ring of honor, whatever the Cowboys do, and not having yeah. Michael Irvin. It's like exactly. it's, he's the third guy, man. Like he yeah. made this team go. When Amari Stoudemire was hurt for a year in 06, 07, it was Sean Marion who picked up that slack and got this team to the Western Conference Finals. They need to hook him up. Yeah, and I think he's in. Oh, we got the stats right here. Yes, here you go. Thank you, Travis. He says NBA champion in 2011, a four-time All-Star, a two-time All-NBA third-teamer, all uh, rookie second team and first team all whack. And he didn't make uh, an all defensive team. That's no, he never crazy. did. He never did. I feel like I, we probably talked because about this a hundred times, and I just I, forgot I, about yeah. that. It's uh, that's the, the the years that you know because he was a forward, and those years yeah. it was like Kevin Garnett Kevin and Garnett. Uh, Tim Duncan, and yeah. that they, they got it, and he didn't, unfortunately. So, but there you go. Thanks to Travis, uh, one of our elite jamsters yeah. in the chat, for Thank bringing you. up the the Marion stats. Uh, do you know what college you went to? He's a first team all whack player. Yeah. 1999. UNLV, oh, not a, yep. It's a, yep. Is it UNLV? Okay. UNLV running rebels. Yeah. What else from the desk of Matthew? Oh man, that's it. Just a really weird game today. Honestly, when you when you were saying you might not make the pod, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go to bed because this one's driving me nuts. And I harped on Aiden. Uh, what, what scares me is we're going to quit this pod tonight or finish it. And someone's going to come out like, Oh, Aiden, something happened. His shoulder still hurts Don't him or something. that. And then I'll just feel bad. No, I'm not saying he's going to be out. I'm just saying there's a reason why he played yeah. so terribly. He was just in there as a distraction tonight, and I'm just going off the rails on him. <laughs> That's just typical me. I'm sorry. Jam star of the game. All right, Jamsters, if you're watching along live on YouTube, go ahead and hit the thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button, and hit the little bell nut to nothing little bell nothing little bell button <laughs> to remind you that when we go live it'll throw a little alert to your phone uh, if you're listening on the bright side of the sun podcast network please subscribe rate and review and if you're on apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a five star review and mention it here on the show and we'll read it uh mm-hmm. matthew how oh and this is also a time to remind everyone let me know who you think the jam star of the game is so uh yes. matthew i'll let you start because i only watched a quarter of this game who was our jam star Oh man, it has to be DA. I, <laughs> he's a DA hater. He wants Drummond. <laughs> oh man, see they, that's the beautiful thing about the Jamsters is they don't forget. Like they one time, forget. Matthew came forget. on here, got a little a little toasting, and he wanted Drummond, yeah. and you didn't even want him that bad, but it was, it was bad enough that it people remember. 
It was funny. Uh, my jam star is going to be Juice tonight. I loved it. I loved the effort he had out there. Booker played a solid game too. He was a little bit inefficient the first half, but came back and finished the game for us. 32 points. Uh, he hit 30 pretty early, but then he didn't get his second uh, his, his his first bucket in the fourth for a while. But I'm going to go Juice because he was all around just great, and we needed him tonight for sure. Okay, I can I can accept juice. Oh, I think yeah. that's a I think that's a quality answer. I'm gonna go with Devin Booker. You know, okay. I just think that his intensity. He was the he was the one guy who I mean, again, in the limited viewing that I had, he is the one guy who I felt cared in this game. And I mean, to the point where he was getting a technical foul at the end of the game on a bullshit yeah. call. It was bullshit. It's like you have to explain physics to a ref. It's like, listen, if you're jumping up and away from the basket and fade away, your leg's gonna go out. And you know, did he lean a little bit? Yeah. But, I mean, they shouldn't have called an offensive foul on it. He missed the shot. They should just let it go. And then the next possession, that same ref called a foul on him on a bullshit Lou Dort three that they reviewed and overturned. It was like, you know, again, something Devin Booker does gets under the skin of referees, and it gets personal where they start calling bullshit on him. Uh, But the fact that he ended with another 30-point game, kudos to him. He gets my jam star. Uh, Let's see see what we got here in the chat ski over here. We got plenty of D-book. Uh, Fabio says Ty Jerome, <laughs> Tori Craig from Christian, um, book, maybe Craig. Yeah. Jen Sam says kept that receipt relative to you being, uh, right. Andre Drummond person, CP three. We didn't even talk about CP three, but only eight, uh, 28 minutes. Diego Prez. I love this. I'm going to answer this question for you real quick. Why is Craig called juice? Because here on the sun's jam session podcast, we determined that he has the juice. He's the guy who comes in and gives you that energy, that bolt of energy, uh, and, and he just kind of plays like that. And he's got, you know, he kind of just a little bit looks like Tupac from uh, from the movie Juice. That's, that's what, his face always. That's, that's his the face way always. All the time. I, I need to Photoshop that or uh, do some video editing and put like his – uh, his headband on his there, headband. So. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, get to work. <laughs> you know, be, uh, floppy socks because he's juicy. Um, and then Booker, That's Sarge, Sarge, juicy booty, you juicy booty. Um, real quick, I want to give a shout out to some of the jamsters who did give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. We said we would read it right what? here on the show. I'm gonna Thank do that right you. now. We got three, so we really right. appreciate this. This lets other people know where to come to find the best sons content. We have from Germ Forty Seven said. Great Suns content. You guys are the best. Here's the five stars. Appreciate that, Germ. We got, it's like April, but with C in front of it. It's like C April, C April. Uh, fun show to share my enthusiasm some with some more Suns junkies. Uh, not many in Idaho where I'm at. Appreciate your work, fellas. Beers at Hooters with the fellas next time I'm in Phoenix. Hey, we're going to hold you to that. So thank you for yeah. the review. And then E Devil 86, one of the best Suns pods out there. Cheers to Darth Voida and Matthew Lissy from, from Coach on the Valley Podcast. Cheers. So shout out to Coach on the, who hosts the Valley Podcast. He left, left us a five-star review as well. So Thank you. We appreciate that, guys. That Again, that allows people to know where to come and listen to the pod. So uh, after that being said, it's on to the next game. We are flying into Cleveland. Guess what? Our guess what segment, uh, you know, we both said the Suns, so I'm 29 and 19 on the year. Matthew is 32 and 16. I was yes. not willing to bet that the Suns would lose to the Thunder. Next up, we have the Cavs on Tuesday. Matthew, who are you watching? I got the Suns. I didn't ask who's winning. Who are you watching? Oh, I'm not even paying attention. <laughs> Suns. No. I'm watching the Suns. Suns. Yes. <laughs> what am I going to watch? Dude, okay, so... 
I'm gonna watch. Is Kevin Love even playing? Because did you no, see that man. one play he had on the inbounds where yes. he? Yes, he played one minute in the NBA this year. He came in and just threw it away. <laughs> so the whole roster. Why depleted. would you ever want that guy on your team after he's his, after he's pulled the what's shit going on. that he's pulled in Cleveland? Like there was that yeah. game. It, I think it was last yes. year. It was in last Hollywood. year when we when we were in Hollywood and we were watching the Patriots and the Ravens game, and the yeah. Cleveland game was on. And it was the same thing where he's just like, I don't care. I'll <laughs> I'll always remember that. <laughs> and then Me when too. that happened, I was like, wait, is this a replay of what happened before? Like this is the same game, and this guy's still on your team. But the whole the whole the whole team is depleted with injuries. What to watch for? This one, I'm gonna watch Da. Every time we you ask me this, it is Da. I'm gonna watch him again. If he doesn't play, if he plays like he did tonight, something is up. Maybe his shoulder is hurt. Maybe he's just there for distraction. You know, uh, he might have turf toe. You know, I don't even know what's going on. So we'll see how he performs, man. Because honestly, if he wants to get the rest, just put up your twenty-five points. Put up your twenty points, whatever. Get your thirteen rebounds, and then you can go sit down after twenty-five minutes, and it'll be a happy win for the Suns. Let's hope so. Let's hope it's a lot more uh, less stressful. I mean, because this game tonight wasn't stressful at all until like the last like two minutes. You're like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. You look at the Cleveland Cavaliers team. Okay, let's let's just start with their record. Uh, 21 and 43. They're 13th in the Eastern Conference. They're a team that since the All-Star break has won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games since the All-Star break. Uh, here's their injury report as of today per basketballreference.com. Matthew Della Vadova, who I didn't even realize he was still in the league, man. Uh, out for the season. Darius Garland, day-to-day with an ankle. He did not play on Saturday. Isaiah Hartenstein. Remember that guy? He played for uh, the Denver Nuggets earlier in the season. Steen. Steen Hartenstein. Um, day-to-day with a concussion. Larry Nance out with a thumb. Expected to miss one to two weeks with a fractured right thumb. Tarian Prince yeah. out for the season with an ankle. Uh, Lamar Stevens, day-to-day with a concussion. Dylan Wilder out with a knee. So, I mean, you look at this game, obviously, uh, Colin Sexton is somebody to keep an eye on. Isaac Okoro, the rookie, is somebody to keep an eye on. Jarrett Allen is somebody to keep an eye on. But the one guy you don't want to keep an eye on is Kevin Love because I don't know if he'll get any minutes. I don't know if he deserves any minutes. He's a big freaking baby who the Suns, well, Suns fans have always wanted him. Now, granted, he was out the majority of the season. He's played, let's see here. He's now played in a total of 21 games, and he's played in their last uh 17 Six. games 17 games he's averaging 12.9 points he's been starting for him so kevin love it looks like will be starting against the uh be the interesting. phoenix suns i just i'm so glad we never got kevin love man i was I never I'm one of the kevin ones love fan. yeah i know the, and i just yeah, like two years ago i wanted him i just thought the per- the productivity for his contract was something that I just didn't see, you know. I just I've never been a fan of Kevin Love. I mm-hmm. he put up monster numbers in Minnesota and they never won anything. I'm like, why do we want, you know, this guy who's not doing anything? Granted, they didn't have the greatest teams around him, but then you see what's kind of going on in Cleveland ever since LeBron left. And, you know, he he's the one guy who was just like, Oh, oh, LeBron wants me to play with Kyrie. I'll be right over, dude. And then he comes yeah. there, he gets a championship, then they all leave. He's like, Oh shit. <laughs> All my friends are gone. <laughs> yeah, and it might be like the Blake Griffin thing where Blake Griffin this year, honestly, you know, he he had the dunks in him but just wanted to do it. And then when he was with the Nets, he's playing a lot better. So I think Kevin Love still has stuff in him to help a team. 
I just two years ago, maybe even more. That's why I wanted him. It's just like some kind of guy on the team that's a veteran that's won championships that would have helped. Kind of like the Chris Paul thing, even though Chris Paul's a better player. But mm-hmm. it's just you got to start getting those veterans on this team that know how to win. That's why I wanted him in the first place. So it, it it blows my mind how he's not gone from that team. So I just I don't know if I hope for him to leave or hoped him get to be in a better situation. I don't know what to hope for that guy. Just let it be. Just Who wins, Matthew? Suns or Cavs? I got the Suns. Okay, and I will pick the Suns as well. So All right. again, I'm not I'm not wasting my I'm not blowing my shot yep. on this one, dear fella. So uh, on that note, I think we're at the back end of this podcast. So again, thank you to all the Jamsters who decided to join us in the chat. We'll be back on Tuesday following the Cavs versus Suns game. That is a five mm-hmm. o'clock start, I believe, Phoenix time. It might be four. It's one of the two. They're uh, early. But, yeah, so. yeah, it's early. It's it's an East Coast slash Midwest Central mm-hmm. time kind of thingy. So uh, we'll see you then. Uh, reminder, if you are watching along live on YouTube, go ahead, subscribe. Make sure you hit the thumbs up button. If you want to become an elite jamster, go ahead and hit the join button, whether it's uh, on the link or in or It's definitely in the description, the button for that. Uh, if you're listening on the Bright Side of the Sun Podcast Network, subscribe, rate, review. You can follow the show at Suns Jam on Instagram, Twitter, and the Phoenix Fans app. You can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voita. You can follow Matthew on Twitter. Matthew Lucy. All right. Good job. We made it. We did it. Go Suns. First place. Everyone go home and love your family. (laughs) 